What if I told you there was a marketing tactic that you could use to market your business to up to 4 billion people? What if I told you that using this technique for every dollar that you invested, you could make back $42? What if I said that this one strategy is so powerful that many people have based their entire business around it, essentially using no other marketing techniques at all? Sounds like a magic bullet, huh? Well, not quite, but it is likely the most important tool that you could have in your arsenal. That's what we're going to talk about today on Touring Freedom. Are you looking to travel with your family while making a full-time income? You're in the right place. Welcome to Touring Freedom with your host, Jason Wyatt. Hey, y'all, I'm Jason, and I'm here to help you on your journey to your journey. My goal is to help you build a completely mobile income so that you can enjoy a location-independent lifestyle. Now, I know that was a pretty hefty intro, and by now you're probably wondering one of two things. Either what the heck am I talking about or what the heck have I been smoking, right? Well, I called this episode the most important marketing skill for a reason. I firmly believe that for most businesses, this is the most important thing you can do. The best part is that what I'm talking about here isn't rocket surgery. It's simple email marketing. It really is the most important marketing skill that you can have. And that pretty much goes for any business. So if you think I'm just talking to people who want to create a blog or or offer a newsletter a la 2002, you're going to be wrong. This is a current tactic and applicable to anyone. Now, in my own marketing business, when I first started taking on clients, one of the first services I offered was email marketing. I just explained to the small business owners the concept of being able to contact their customers over and over again and bring them in repeatedly and showed them how that had immense value versus the customer just coming in once and and never being able to contact them again. And also, you know what, when the COVID thing hit and I lost so many clients, I had to reinvent my current service offering. The new strategy I came up with was heavily based around email marketing. It's been used for decades, and it's basically all reliable. If you're in the online marketing world, the generally accepted rule of thumb is that you can make an average of about $1 per subscriber on your email list per month. But let me tell you, if you do it right, it could actually be a whole lot more than that. So let's think about this another way. If you had 10,000 subscribers on an email list, you could actually turn that into $10,000 per month profit. What could that kind of income do for you? Would that change your life? For most people, it sure would. Now, I know when we start talking about email marketing, you're most likely to think of that four-letter S word. No, I'm not talking about that dirty word. I'm talking about spam. That's what email marketing is, right? I mean, it's spam. Actually, no, it's not at all. Spam is unwanted email. Emails the recipient never asked for. Emails they can't get rid of. What I'm talking about are emails the recipient actually asked for. Emails they want because they provide value. Emails that they can always opt out of because there's a link at the bottom of each email to unsubscribe from the list. When all those requirements are met, you aren't sending spam. You're providing a service. So let's look at a few ways you can use email marketing in in different business scenarios. 
As I was writing this episode, I came up with five different ways. But, of course, I'll probably come up with another five as soon as I get done recording this. But first, it can be used to distribute content. These could either contain the content in question, or it could simply notify the recipient that the content has been published. This is a good to use for a news site or a, or a blog, uh, YouTube, and yes, even a podcast. And by the way, if you want to be on my email list and receive that awesome example of text-based goodness, head over to torfree.me sub. Really, I put a lot of great content into it, and you might actually be able to learn something by watching. Hint, hint. Now, if you're using an email list to distribute content, the profit usually comes in a more indirect fashion. The sales are happening on the back end somewhere, and you're just using the email list to increase traffic to the content. The content is to bring in the audience, and the emails are to keep them engaged and build a relationship there so they're more likely to make that purchase. Now, a more direct way you might profit using email lists is if you're selling a product. You would want to use the email to promote new products or give coupons to old products you've been having trouble getting rid of or, and also to publicize special sales like a Black Friday or something like that, for example. If you're in this situation, it's much easier to track return on investment because the profit is usually directly tied to a specific email. You could even use this information to improve your email marketing skills over time by looking at the trends. Now, another great use of email is recovering abandoned shopping carts. I'm sure you've shopped at an online merchant and added some things to your cart and then never bothered to check out. Well, what happens? If they know what they're doing on the marketing side, you're going to get a series of did you forget something emails in your inbox. This is called abandoned cart sequence. It won't be just one email either. Studies show that a series of three abandoned cart emails will recover 69% of abandoned carts. I don't know about you, but if I had the choice of missing out on $100 or be able to recover $69 of that 100 just by sending out a few emails, I'm sending the emails. Now, emails can also be used to provide some sort of coaching or guidance on a particular subject. After a relationship is built, some products or services could be recommended that could be yours or simply be an affiliate and something you're recommending to your audience. This is very commonly done in the affiliate marketing space, and it's just as commonly done incorrectly. The vast majority of people who think they're using this strategy simply aren't. What they're doing is sending out promotional email after promotional email, and they never provide any real value. Remember, if the customer doesn't have a reason to open your emails, they won't. And sending out emails that don't get opened is pretty useless. Not only does it cause dead weight on your list, but it could get you perceived as a spammer. Now, the last reason I want to discuss in this episode for using email marketing is for the backup plan. You could be using Facebook, YouTube, or another similar platform for most of your traffic. But as we discussed on episode three, these just aren't reliable. They can shut you down at any time without warning and for no reason. And that gravy train comes to a screeching halt. 
I already told you the story of the guy who had around 260,000 subscribers on YouTube when they shut him down for violations of terms of service. He created another channel and was able to notify his email list what had happened. Using his email list, he was able to grow that new channel up to 96,000 subscribers in a matter of months. No, it doesn't compare to where he was, but it beats the heck out of starting all over from scratch. Now, five months later, YouTube finally investigated the matter and, and found that he was actually never in violation of the terms of service to begin with. Now, they did reinstate his account, but the point here is that he lost a significant portion of his income for no reason whatsoever. And if it weren't for having his email list, he would have been starting over from scratch and day one of his business all over again. So email is not just important. I would go as far as to say that email is the most important marketing activity most businesses can do. If you think that somehow you are an exception to this rule, I'd love to hear it. Shoot me a message at jason at touringfreedom.com and tell me why you don't think that you need to use email marketing. In most cases, I'll bet I can tell you why you do need to be using it. By now, you may be saying, okay, Jason, I get it. I need an email list, but how do I start one? Well, you've probably guessed I'm fixing to tell you, but... A little bit of warning first. This is going to get a little meaty. If you're not familiar with these concepts, you may want to take notes. If that's not you and you're driving or otherwise distracted, you can go ahead and listen to the and get the ideas in your head. I just recommend that you go back and listen to this episode again when you when you can really sink your teeth into it. To effectively grow your email list, you'll need six things, and I'm going to mention them here, and then I'm going to go over them one at a time. They are clarity on exactly who your ideal customer is, an email marketing platform. Now, this is a, a service that you'll use to collect your subscribers' contact information and send emails to them. A reason for people to sign up and share their email. An opt-in page where people can sign up. You're going to need consistent, valuable, and relevant content to develop that relationship with your describers so they actually have a reason to open your emails. And you're also going to need a source of traffic to your opt-in form. As you can probably guess, that's a lot of information to dive into in a podcast. So I'm going to expand on each one enough to explain the idea, but I'm not going to have time to really go in depth. If I did, this episode would be like three hours long and I wouldn't have any content for future shows. So, you know, I'm just not going to do that. I have created a cheat sheet for you to reference back to. It will help you review and get a better grasp of some of the concepts. You can pick that up by going to torfree.me slash list. So first of all, let's go over your ideal subscriber. Now, there's an old saying in marketing, if you're talking to everyone, you're not going to reach anyone. I've seen similar quotes be attributed to Meredith Hill or Seth Godin among a lot of other people. Point is, you need to make sure you are speaking directly to those people that you can help best with your product or service. The best way I've found to do this is to actually create an avatar. Just like it sounds, an avatar is a fictional persona that has all the qualities and attributes that you see in your ideal customer or client. It's best to create an avatar and, and, and imagine that they're a real person and speak directly to that imaginary person. 
By doing this, you will be able to speak to your audience in a way that they are used to being spoken to and kind of in a language they're accustomed to using amongst themselves. It'll, it allows you to speak directly to the problems that they may be facing because you can relate to the problems that you see in your avatar. Now, creating an imaginary friend may sound like the actions of a madman, but I'm telling you, it works. Heck, I create entire personalities for mine. They they become a complete person that I can have a conversation with. They even have names. I, I, I go as far as actually finding pictures on Google of what I think they might look like, and I save them so I can better imagine myself speaking directly to that person. And what I'm trying to do here is, is make sure that you avoid the mistake of assuming that everyone is part of your target audience. There's no point in going through the trouble to build an email list if it isn't targeted directly to your ideal customer. You'll be wasting your time and, and talking to the wrong people who are uninterested in what you have to offer. Now, the next thing you're going to need is an email marketing platform. These are commonly referred to as autoresponders because in the old days of email marketing, that's basically what they did was send out automated timed emails. They're much more complex nowadays with a whole lot more functionality. Now, I used to recommend a service called ActiveCampaign, and I still think they're probably the best service out there, honestly. Uh, they, they provide a great service. But recently, they went through some changes where they increased their prices and also moved some of the more powerful functionalities that they offered to higher levels of subscriptions that, of course, they cost more money. And kind of the end result there is that while ActiveCampaign is still a great service, I just don't think the price is reasonable for newbies anymore. So I learned my lesson and I am no longer recommending an email service by name. And that's because as services change, my recommendation is going to change as well. And I always try my best to stay on top of the best email services out there. So I can always recommend the one with the best features at the best prices available at that time. And if you want to see my current recommendation for email marketing platform, you can go to torfree.me slash email. There are a few features that all autoresponders have. This includes the ability to capture email addresses and create customer lists. It can store that customer data for you. You can use it to segment customers based on a certain actions or characteristics of a particular group of subscribers. That way you can speak to those people uh, more directly and more specifically. All of them should provide templates to create attractive standardized emails. This is mainly relevant to those that want to be viewed as a big professional company. If you want to seem more personal, I recommend just using plain text emails. Of course, they all have the ability to send an email or even a series of emails to your subscribers based on criteria that you specify. They also provide statistics on the success of your emails by reporting analytics. And of course, they all need to have good access to customer support, especially for the newbies. That list is pretty much standard features that you will find in most every autoresponder. But there are a few requirements that I find fairly indispensable and that I also require of my autoresponder service. And while more and more platforms are offering these type features, they all haven't really caught up yet, so you should really keep a lookout for these features. One thing I can assure you is if you go to tourfree.me email, that email service are, is definitely going to include these features. 
And those are uh, visual flowchart automation that this kind of makes it easier to create automated email sequences that go out at specific times based on specific events. And this has to also, uh, the flowcharts has to have conditions and that's going to allow you to split off the audience. Once one email goes out, you can have a condition after that email. And based on that condition, it will split the audience in two directions. And you can uh, send different emails based on whatever condition you set from the first email. That way you can talk to them differently than the rest of your audience. I also require the service that I use provide me a code to install on my website that will trigger certain automations based on certain actions like visiting specific pages. This is very useful for segmenting your audience by interests. Think about if someone landed on a specific page of your website, they're obviously interested in that subject matter and you can put them in another group and target them with a different email. The service I recommend provides all these features for a reasonable price and you can check that out at torfree.me email. The next thing you're gonna need is a reason for someone to actually give you their email. This is often called a lead magnet. Back 20 years ago or so, you could just drop a newsletter sign-up form on your website and people would join. Now, that's just simply not the case anymore. actually strongly recommend you delete the word newsletter from your vocabulary. People have become more protective of their inboxes and aren't interested in newsletters anymore. Nowadays, you've got to provide something of value in exchange for that email address. Now, what you offer is going to differ depending on what kind of business you have. It could be a list of resources, a checklist, or cheat sheet that solves a specific problem your ideal customer is facing. But if you have a product-based business, it could be a coupon or, or even something like a, a loyalty program. You can even run contests to win a prize and collect emails of the entrance. Most importantly, your lead magnet has to be something your avatar actually wants. It has to solve some sort of problem for them or they won't sign up. The flip side of that is if it's too widely appealing, you will attract people that are not your target audience. This is a waste of time because these people will never buy from you anyway. Next, you're gonna need a way for people to sign up for your email list. Many times this is done on what's called an opt-in page. That's a simple page that gives a summary of what they're gonna get. It has an obvious call to action, sign up here and provides a form for them to fill out. Once the form is filled out, the lead magnet is commonly delivered through the email using automation functionality of the autoresponder. Now, if you're going with an opt-in page, you will need to do some testing to optimize it. Changing the design and wording can actually increase the percentage of visitors that actually sign up. Trial and error is, is probably going to be used here to ensure that your opt-in page is optimized to convert the most visitors possible into subscribers. If you're doing more of an in-person business, you'll have to get creative. Obviously, you could print out a sign-up sheet and have people fill it out by hand, but then you're stuck manually entering data using handwritten text that is impossible to read. Ask me how I know. I've done it and it sucks. It's much easier to use an opt-in page, but if you're doing business in person, you just have to be more creative as to how you get them to the opt-in page. My business cards have a QR code on the back. That's so people can scan that and it takes them to my opt-in page. With my wife's crafting business, I've even used chatbots for this purpose. 
In fact, chatbots are one of my favorite tools. I'll just create a sign to put on the table that offers a coupon code or enters them in a contest or, or whatever I'm going to be doing that week and then a QR code for them to scan so that they can claim whatever that offer is. That code will lead them to a chatbot instead of an opt-in page and that chatbot flow will collect their email address. Most of the time, I find that this tactic will actually increase conversions higher than any opt-in page I can use. Maybe it's because it seems more personal. I'm not sure, but the chatbot definitely seems more effective to me. I'm definitely going to have to do an entire episode on chatbots in the future. Now, at this point, people have started to join your list. Now you need to nurture that relationship to keep them on your list. Remember, they always have the ability to opt out of your list at any time by clicking the link at the bottom of your emails. I see a lot of newbies stressing out over their unsubscribe numbers because once you send an email and you look at the statistics and analytics, it will tell you how many people unsubscribed using that link in that email. Now, if you properly welcome them to your list when they sign up and you build a relationship with them, those unsubscribes are nothing to worry about. If this is correctly done and people do opt out or unsubscribe, don't feel bad about it at all. They weren't your ideal customer to begin with, and it's better not to have them on your list since most autoresponders will charge based on the number of subscribers that you have. Unsubscribes are actually a good thing. So let's talk about some of the things you might want to do to develop this relationship in the beginning. First, you want to send a warm welcome email. This single email will be the most open email of any you will ever send, so make it count. Since this email is so frequently opened, you may find it tempting to try to sell in this email. In most cases, I'm going to discourage you from doing so. You really want to focus on building the relationship, and it's likely too soon to ask for a sale. Of course, there are some exceptions to this rule, but they're rare. After that welcome email, you might want to share a story about your brand. This will serve to help the customer feel more connected and a part of what you're doing. Next, you could give a list of resources or websites that you recommend. Now, don't be afraid of sending potential customers away. If what you're sharing is actually valuable, you will be remembered as the source of that information, even if it's subconsciously. And that will automatically build more rapport with your customer. Now, this is also a good time to share your best blog posts or any other content that you've produced in the past. These people are likely just finding you for the first time and aren't familiar with how much value that you've provided already. Impress them by providing quick rundown of the most important pieces of content that you've produced. Now, make sure that you give bonuses. They join for a specific lead magnet, but you can really make an impression by sending them some sort of unexpected extras. Just remember that in this welcome sequence, as with all email marketing, it's always quality over quantity. Make sure that they see your emails as valuable and you can make a customer for life. As a general rule, the better you build the relationship with a new prospect, the longer that relationship will be. 
This welcome sequence is a very effective way of achieving that. Of course, you're going to want to find people who would actually want to join your list and may be interested in what you have to offer. Now, I know it comes as a great surprise that if you build it, they will come doesn't apply here. Once you have a way for people to opt in, you're going to actually have to figure out how to get a steady flow of traffic to that page. They're not just going to show up. Think about where your ideal avatar hangs out. Go there and find them. Once there, interact with them. When I first started, this meant surfing different targeted forums on specific topics and building relationships inside those forums. But nowadays, it usually means social media. Places like Facebook groups have taken the place of those old forums and message boards that I used to use. But the strategy is really exactly the same. Don't just show up and spam your links. You gotta show up and go in there and be helpful and, and interact and provide value and build relationships. Some of the locations that people are and you could find your target audience and you don't wanna overlook are number one, website viewers. People may find your content from a search engine or a recommendation from a friend. You just make sure that you provide sign-up forms everywhere, not just on the opt-in page, but anywhere you can find a good spot on your website. If somebody shows up to a blog post, make sure that blog post has a form in the middle of the text. Another place is your social media followers. You know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, it doesn't matter what platform it is. Get them all on your email list. This is not only your safety blanket, but it's much more effective way to reach your audience since social sites have severely limited reach. Many times on Facebook, a post that you make could only reach about 10% of your actual audience. And as I kind of mentioned before, you want to make sure you grab those offline meetings too. And this is why my business cards have a QR code on the back. If I happen to strike up a conversation with someone that I think could be a good prospect, I just hand them a card, flip it over, point, that, point out the code, and I explain to them how to scan the code because not everybody understands QR codes. And I'll also explain what they will get in return if they do scan the code. But always you want to create valuable content that you can share with the relevant audiences so that you can attract them into your tribe. This goes back to finding where they hang out. If you're going to be valuable to the community, you're going to have to have plenty of content to share. If someone asks a question and your response should be a, a quick synopsis of the solution, along with a link to the blog post or something similar, maybe it's a YouTube link or whatever, where they can find more information. This means having a plethora of content to choose from so that you can find something relevant to numerous situations whenever someone asks any type of question. Really, there are dozens of tactics you can use here. I've covered some of the best free methods here, but there are plenty more both free and paid. Just make sure you focus on one strategy until you have mastered it and then automate it. Trying to do it all will cause you to be spread too thin. You want to put forth your best effort and be consistent with driving traffic. And don't be afraid to experiment. Some trial and error will be needed to get a better understanding of exactly what works best for your specific audience. That one strategy you choose may not be the one you should stick with. Just try out different strategies and see what works best and then focus. Just make sure that everything you produce includes some sort of call to action to join your list. A potential customer or client that is interested in your service but does not see a call to action 
is an opportunity lost. I think I've been able to cover the most important parts of email marketing and, and list building while keeping it at a reasonable time for a podcast episode, right? So remember, you can pick up the cheat sheet I created to help you through this process over at torfree.me list. If you're new to these concepts, I believe this is going to be an invaluable resource for you. This episode, along with this cheat sheet, will go a long way in helping you build your business. Do me a favor and rate and review the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. If you can find a second to do that, it would be greatly appreciated. And of course, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you don't like the show, tell an Emmy. Just tell somebody. That's all for now. I'm Jason Wyatt, and I'll see you on the road. Thanks so much for listening to Touring Freedom with your host, Jason Wyatt. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit touringfreedom.com on Twitter at TourFreeRV and on Instagram at touringfreedom and facebook.com slash touringfreedom. We'll catch you next time on Touring Freedom.